Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Hello. We, we have Dan here. Hey. And uh, we have... Are we talking to me or him? Because... I'm Frankly, just, I agree with it. He's also beautiful. Human. I, I mean, here's the deal. Everybody's okay, relax, Dan. <laughs> Everybody's a beautiful human. Everybody has that inside of them. Everybody has the opportunity to be beautiful inside, and whatever's on the outside is on the outside. But like, the, the definition of beautiful is beautiful is so much deeper than just a physical appearance. Yes. Isabella Merced is here. Hey, hanging out to see you. Did I f up your name? No, you said it right. You said it right. Are you lying? I just changed it. So I mean, it's still up in the air. Are are you still getting used to it? Yes. Like I'm, I'll introduce myself sometimes in in interviews like this, and and I'll just kind of like I'll just kind of say I want to say Isabel Monaire, and then I'll then I'll correct myself because upgraded it. So. That do you feel okay? Tell me this. It is a stage name. It's not legally changed. No. So. Is there a new, different side of you that lives within these two names? Because you are technically, in my eyes, and as a fan, from Nickelodeon to Dora to Poppy. By the way, Smash Record. <laughs> Thank you. You're kind of turning your back on one version of yourself and kind of looking towards the future. Yeah, in a way, yeah. And I actually just moved to L.A., so that's a big change. Welcome. From Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> By the way. Now you've moved? You've been uh, quite a star for quite some time. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I just kind of didn't want to. I have two brothers back at home, too, so I didn't want to ditch him. And now my little brother's going to school here, actually. He's 15. and Cool. Yeah, he has friends now. And for a while, I was like, okay, he has no friends. Like, we can just hang out. And then all of a sudden, like, the first weekend after he started going to school, I was like, do you want to go to uh, Horror Nights with me and my friends? And he's like, no, I got plans. Yeah, he's done oh. with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, damn. It's cold, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. We actually have a great relationship for like little brother and big sister. It's very rare. But maybe that's because you kept Cleveland in your life. So how often were you going back and forth between LA and Cleveland during shooting for Nick and work? Ooh, I think I spent, well, this is how I could tell. Um, I would check my photos thing on iCloud. And just see how many photos I had taken that year in Cleveland versus yeah. L.A. And it was a pretty, like, even number. I think I literally spent half the year in L.A. and, like, half the year in Cleveland. How does keeping Cleveland so strongly in your life impact who you are as a person? Because it is easy to get lost in this city. Mm. I mean, super easy. Yeah. Also, I have my family here, though. So that's changed a lot. My, my dog's here. So when I get home from all, like, the crazy like parties and then the, yeah. the interviews and and the press days like I just get to chill with my family and it's really nice it's I feel very happy and warm inside and I'm a cancer too so it's like very homebody so yeah but I mean in general though I still have my friends in Cleveland I went to school with them until I couldn't anymore because my teachers hated me and because uh, I was never in school yeah but I always you know went in and took the necessary tests and then aced them yeah you'd show up so, when it was necessary yeah yeah pretty much and you could kind of do that in the school that I was going to but then they're like nah you can't do that anymore <laughs> so I was like okay fine I'll start homeschooling so I never actually went to high school but my friends from middle school and like in my neighborhood we all kind of lived really close to each other like my best friend was only a few houses down so I, would, I wanted to come back home to Cleveland and go to homecoming and, and uh, you know, because there wasn't, that didn't exist for me here. No, but but that's, like, as somebody who grew up with a lot of kids who were on Nickelodeon stuff, 
Yeah. Having that still in your... Wait, were you in Nickelodeon? I was. Oh my God, stop. Wait. I was on Nickelodeon for two years or something, but like not on a show. I did like Nick's Orange Carpet and shit. Oh my God. But like, amazing. But like Victorious era and yeah. like Carly era. The golden era. Yes. I. You said it, not me. <laughs> well, no, no. Then you have right? urban Nickelodeon yeah. from like... Back. The late 90s, like the 90s. Stick stickly era type stuff. Yeah, yeah, great time. Oh my God. Yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, yeah. Like Stimpy. That was like the platinum era. Oh, yeah, and that gave birth to like all that. Yeah. Manda Show Manda era Show was pretty too. good. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love Nickelodeon. Like I bleed orange. I, there's like, <laughs> Chucky Fincers and Reptars around. <laughs> but that's really important to have. Like I had a lot of friends who like didn't have homecoming and didn't have all these dances and all this stuff because. I mean, it's pretty cringy, but it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, it is cringy. So cringy. Those years that you look back on, you're like, did I really talk like that? Did I really say these things and like dress like that? Yes, you did. <laughs> we did. Mm-hmm. It was bad. <laughs> and you have those memories. Yeah, exactly. It's wonderful. An evolution. Yeah, it, it is. But it's also like, I don't know, keeping those big social pillars in life, like not having to lose. Did you go to prom? Uh, I I don't think I went to prom. No, I, I so it was the same exact schools that I went to homecoming at. Yeah. And I just went to the after party. Oh. I didn't actually go to prom. I, <laughs> I didn't feel like it. I That's I dress up did. for a living and they like slap hair and makeup on me for a living. I didn't feel like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you're totally the guy who went to the after party. Yeah, I didn't go to prom. I went straight to the party. Yeah, exactly. That's the good part anyway. Yeah. Prom's just like, yeah. They check your bags at prom, and then it was like this weird, they had this weird rule where you couldn't like, it was a Catholic school, one of them was, and mm. so it was like you couldn't bring someone of the same sex, and all I wanted to do was bring my friend. Like, I didn't want to go with a guy, so but, I was like, why are you guys just... You don't like that. <sighs> I didn't like it. Yeah, no point in going to prom. That's Not with prom all those rules. They had so many rules, like the shoulder thing, and it was... It's a weird situation. You have to keep room for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That, too. That's what I hear. Yep. <laughs> do they really make you do that? <laughs> the Holy Spirit and Nickelodeon. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> by the way, that was pretty... By the way, Poppy. Great record. Oh, thank you. He's, I don't want to, like, discredit all the other music you've put out there in the past, but I feel like Poppy is the start of... Merced. Yes. Have you have you heard it? Oh yeah, you throw of it back to the song. I've <laughs> I've heard the record a few times, over and over again. Mm. What is the biggest difference in your words between Poppy and every other record you put out there? Uh, it's I think it's more. It's definitely the start of a new era, for sure, and um, definitely the start of my my singing career with Republic Records too. I mean, with with them backing me up, I've gotten to work with like all my favorite producers and. And my favorite writers, and I mean, it's still me. It's still authentically me, but it's just more with a direction and, and more so a purpose. Like before, it was my hobby, and then acting was my job. And now it's like both of them together are kind of my career. I want to. I want to pull the J Lo. Like I want to do tours. I, like I, this is all because I want to perform on stage and like have people know the lyrics to my songs. It's just. Seems like it would be the most fulfilling thing. But what part of this music creative process is the most fulfilling for you? Because Poppy, like I was looking at the credits, you have write, sole writing credit, or there was nobody else on there, or that I could see. Is that wrong? No, I I wrote Who, the song with Justin Tranner and Kennedy. That's weird. Hey, genius! That you sh- by the way, I'm not calling you a genius. Genius, the website they should update their stuff. <laughs> Definitely, because the writer was just you on there. Oh, interesting. I mean, the song is about a personal story, like. Basically, I wrote the song about this dude that I was working with, and uh, 
he all these songs have stories behind them so it'll yeah. be fun to explain in the future but um this guy i was working with was very obsessed with the idea or the you know the thought of me being latina and just he very he was very it was a fetish for him and he learned all these offensive phrases in spanish that i don't want to say for the oh. sake of not cringing was he uh, like a secondhand a, a, a white dude uh Gringo? <laughs> i can't say i can't I can't expose him what the- is wrong with people keep going honestly and then one time i remember i was like i just called his name i was like hey come here and then he said no don't call me that call me poppy and i'm like <laughs> it was so <laughs> awkward i was like are you joking he's like yeah i was like Not. don't say that that's so gross and then uh yeah it kind of inspired me to write this song i mean what is the word that freaks there, me out. Men like that exist, yeah. Totally. All over the place. But was there something between you? Because this song kind of seems like there's something between you guys. No, I just put a little twist on it so it wasn't a hate song and more flirty and whatnot. You know, make it make it a little bit more friendly, you know, to the audience. You've talked about being excited for the person who inspired the song to hear it. Have they heard it? Um, I mean, okay, so I did say that. I used to say that. But then I thought... He's not even going to know it's about him. He's not even self-aware enough to realize that, like... That's sad. You know? He's not. He's... Doodlehead, you know? (laughs) What if he did hear and he reached out to you? Would you tell him, like, yeah, it's it's you? I think he'd be flattered. Mm. Honestly, he's one of those. (laughs) He'd be flattered and not even hear the message? No. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you released a song about some creepy dude. That's, like... (laughs) That is flattering for him. He probably, yeah. he probably loves it. That's what Dan wants now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't to, want that. Add it to the what? list of Dan's goals. I don't want that. Bring somebody out to the point where they write a song about you. Okay. <laughs> wow. But this guy probably, he probably feels honored. He's probably like, oh, I, I made an impact. No, definitely. He would he would twist it that way for sure. Um, but yeah, no. So this is actually like technically the beat is reggaeton. And so I think people think that the rest of my music will be uh, reggaeton. But actually, it's very, it's literally, just, I just call it Latin pop because there's just different styles of songs in the rest of my EP that, um, I mean, all of it's Spanglish. I, first time that I was able to do it and commit to it because I've had people literally tell me in the past that Spanglish was a terrible idea. That's and so ridiculous. We me. wrote it in the room in Spanglish. Like, it's not like we translated it later. It's, it's really how it was. And I felt like writing it in this way and then changing the verses, you know, having it in Spanish. But people have straight up told me, they're like, you either make an English version or you make a Spanish version. And Stupid. Release both. Who told you that? <laughs> really big people, like in like people who run the industry pretty much. Um, so like old white guys in suits? Well, he wasn't in a suit, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but he was old and white. <laughs> yeah, a uh, few people have told me that though. So. Is is it scary for you to fight back and to step up? Um, I think this whole process is scary in general. Just I feel like I'm just putting myself on blast with. I, listen, the music video was 100 percent like first created in my mind and then trying to explain it to people i felt like an idiot like i got weird looks from people they're like so wait i'm confused i'm confused how does this have to do with the theme of the song and i'm like just trust me it'll work out and then you just have to find people who are who have similar ideas and agree with what you're thinking and kind of they take the usb port of thoughts that you have in your mind and they plug it into theirs and then Mm -hmm. they understand you know they understand the visuals they understand your message and then it makes it easier it just makes it Easier and and you feel better once you have that solid team that agrees with you and believes in you. So, but it is hard to find that all the time. Oh, 
it took me two years. Yeah. I was working like with a bunch of people on bunch of different records and different genres um songs that i was writing but still i couldn't find my specific direction and i could have just had people send me songs i could have just recorded and scratched random tracks and you really could have and you could have gotten some good songs out of it maybe yeah but i wouldn't have been uh it wouldn't have been as fulfilling you know so i mean in acting the reason i i kind of am putting that on the side a little bit not not all the way is because you know you always have somebody telling you what to do it's the director, and then the director's being told what to do by the studio, and the studio's being told what to do by, I don't even know. And uh, it's just, you know, I wanted some type some type of control. I wanted to take control back and and really, uh, yeah. Freeing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you learn from your session with Justin Tranter? <laughs> that I shouldn't second-guess myself. I should always say the stupid lyric ideas I have in my head or, or blurt out the melodies, even if they're <laughs> off-key and... He's just really, like, everyone in the room, everyone in his group calls him mama because he's, like, literally everybody's mama bear. And he's always, like, protecting us and taking care of us and really believing in us. Like, if he believes in you, he will do everything for you. And if he doesn't, it's not like he's rude to you. He just doesn't really care, you know? Like, he, he has his core team, and, yeah. and uh, he takes care of you if, uh, if you're in it. So it's, he's made me really believe in myself as a writer, 100%. Like, without him, I don't think I would have been as experimental i guess so. that's pretty cool yeah yeah especially again not your first foyer into music it's not your first set of records but like maybe as this new version of you it definitely is yeah 100 percent. yeah how much of the ep is he involved in all of it he pretty he pretty much executive produced the album wow yeah yeah it was him and i in the room in every session and then we'd bring in one writer or maybe it was just us two and uh yeah it was a, it was a fun time there was some most of the time we didn't get work done because we would write a song in like twenty minutes probably. We honestly we like we would come in with an idea and as soon as the idea was flowing, if we spent too long on it, we'd be like, nah, song's not working. Let's just move on. Wow. Like if we were too fumbled up and couldn't think of the right concept, we would just move on and just start a new song. Like we wrote our songs really fast. So So if you don't feel it, if it doesn't exist right away, yeah. Why try to create something out of nothing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's cool. Or, I mean, I would have ideas written on my phone, too. Like, I have a whole list of... My ex Wait. just called me. Whoa. The one the song's about? Poppy? T. No way. No, no, not that guy. I never dated uh, that guy. Oh, uh, what was he? Um, A friend he, that just wanted, demanded you to call, wanted you to call he him He was Poppy? just one of those flirtatious guys who thinks he's good at womanizing. Like, he's good uh. at being a womanizer. You know, one of those. False. She it's, probably knows. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wait, what, what about this ex that called you? Why? I don't know. You, should we ask him? Should yes. we call him back right on now. air? What are we doing? <laughs> I just googled boyfriend of yours. Is it Chase Norman? Oh my god, he was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Dan he Schneider played. Show. Uh, yeah, he was on the Dan Schneider show. Was that Chase? Yeah, it was Chase. Oh, no, 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 not calling oh. me. <laughs> I was kidding. I know him, so you can call him. <laughs> you know him? Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, we're still good friends. Like, um, we see each other at different events and stuff, but it's like there's no bad blood there. He's he's a great guy. Definitely. Henry Danger. That is yeah. his show. Yeah. And you were on the show, 100 Things to Do Before High School. Yes, I was, actually. with uh, uh, It was during the era of, yes, Henry Danger, and then there was this show called Bella and the Bulldogs. Oh, yes. And when you're on Nickelodeon, I'm sure you know this, uh, you kind of just, it's, it feels like a family. Like, Nickelodeon has really got your back, and yeah. they kind of invite you to all these events, and you hang out with all the other people in the other shows, and it's like... Literally a dream come true for me at the time. 
Um, From promo shoots to worldwide days of play to yep, yep. choice awards, sports. The sliming. Did you get slimed? Uh, I didn't get slimed, but I slimed somebody. You slimed somebody. I got to slime somebody, and then they slimed me. It, it's never a surprise, though. They always tell you when you get slimed. <laughs> I just I don't want to spoil that for anyone, but I just did. You did, but and, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. I mean, otherwise, I don't even know. You know, you have these celebrities at the KCAs wearing these designer outfits. I know. That are like $2,000. You got to let them know. I do wonder. I witnessed one sliming. So when I did the the pre-show and then they did like a, this backstage broadcast for the Kids' Choice Awards 2012. Mm-hmm. Will Smith host, Katy Perry performed, One Direction performed. And then Taylor Swift gave the golden blimp to Michelle Obama. Or Michelle Obama gave the golden blimp to Taylor Swift. It was one of those. This and, is crazy. Oh, it was wild. <laughs> but look, again, like you said before, the, really a golden age for Nickelodeon. True. I mean, really, to get Michelle Obama and Taylor Swift in one room to give each other a freaking award, <laughs> and they get slimed. They both Insane. got slimed. Insane. And I witnessed it. I don't think they knew, though. They looked... Uh, really? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was cool. Or maybe they're both really good actors. Oh! Mm-hmm. I don't know. Taylor Swift is an actress. Remember when she did that one that one movie, The Giver? Oh, The, the Giver? And Excuse she was me. in Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day! She's that was a great to- role in Valentine's Day. She's doing Cats now. She's doing Cats, too. That's right. I'm excited for that. Me, too. I used to be a theater kid, so. You started Evita with Ricky Martin on Broadway. Yep. I love Ricky Martin. What do you... Who doesn't? I know. Who doesn't, right? I love him. I mean, he'd be more likely to go for you over me, but I mean, (laughs) both we both love him. Dan is more more likely to go for him over you, too, so... (laughs) Oh, God. What's happening here? Question for you. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, looks Yep, I got it. Being on Broadway... Is that not the ultimate test for a performer? It really is, though. Um, I mean, I was a kid on Broadway, and there's different roles for that. So you 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 have a double, right? You switching for one out. show. Well, no, you do like four shows a week, and the other one does four shows a week too. And then it's it's it is really hard, though. It is interesting, and the things that I've seen. Probably, I mean, <laughs> insane. I mean, you. I grew up really fast, for sure. So- like. It's insane. How do you get from Cleveland to New York to be on Broadway? Did um, somebody find you in a mall? Somebody fighting in a mall. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, it was like, uh, basically, I was doing a bunch of musical theater in cool. Cleveland. And it was, oh my God, almost like 30 shows, I think I did. Musicals and plays combined. And I did like Fiddler on the Roof. Not Jewish. <laughs> did Sound of Music. Not from there or at all. I didn't look like the rest of the family. Everyone was blonde in the cast. It was, it was like, it's so weird for me. I did The Wizard of Oz. Uh, what were you? I wanted to be Dorothy. I was you? a munchkin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, quite a downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quite. And uh, the story about that is like, it's kind of dark, actually. Basically, we had a house fire and my parents were like, they needed distraction because we lost, like, everything. And uh, they, meaning my brothers and I. And I sucked at sports. Like, it was a terrible—it was bad. Um, so my brothers had sports, and they're like, what do we send her to do? What do we, where, where do, what do, we do with her? And um, basically, they knew I liked The Wizard of Oz. It's my favorite movie. So there was a local musical theater thing going on, local production. They were like, great, perfect. <laughs> And uh, and actually, that's how I kind of fell in love with it. And then a bunch of shows later, a director saw me and he was like, yeah, she should go to New York and do Broadway and stuff. Because and, apparently he used to work there in New York in the industry. And, 
And my parents were like, no way, <laughs> it's not happening. It's crazy. Because, you know, in Cleveland, it seems so far away. And plus, the majority of people there do sports. So it's like musical theater and dropping everything is quite unheard of. It's weird. Yeah. They don't get it. It's so weird to everyone. To this day, I think people from my hometown are just kind of weirded out by the whole situation. They probably think I sold my soul or something, honestly. That's like their logic. Illuminati? Their reasoning. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. (laughs) Beyonce, 2016? That's um, a great quote. Basically, yeah. So I, so finally, after a lot of convincing, my mom took me to New York for a little bit. It was like a trial run. And I ended up booking like a bunch of random things, like a commercial, Claritin commercial. <laughs> Claritin clearly. Claritin. I, say, I sang, I can see clearly now. I remember those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I was in one where I was singing uh, on a swing. Wow. Um, You've made it. Yeah, I thought I did. I'm still getting checks from that. That's amazing. To this day. They're like 23 cents or something, but... Cash that. Still. I mean, those commercials, they pay, man. That's amazing. (laughs) I think that sponsored my whole career up until now. And then, like, so obviously you go to Broadway, Evita, Ricky Martin, four shows a week. Mm -hmm. That's like the ultimate grind. Like, you can't really mess up. You got to keep going. It trains you well for television. So interestingly enough, I wanted to do Broadway for the rest of my life. Like it was so fun it. and it was addicting and to feel the audience and the reactions and everything was like, it was addicting. It was a rush. And then, uh, but then when you're a kid on Broadway and you're not 18 yet, there's only a certain height limit you can reach and then you can't do Broadway anymore. Mm. It's like 4'11", I think, because the actors, the adult actors are so short. That you don't, you have to look like a kid to the audience. Yeah. So you have to look significantly shorter than them. Four um, Eleven was kind of pushing it, but I had the only growth spurt in my life during Evita, and I never grew. I was like twelve. I've been the same height since then. <laughs> yeah. In mid Evita, they had to can you. She's too tall. Yeah, exactly. They're like, out of here. You make look, get out. You make Ricky Martin look so small. <laughs> I was a tall 11-year-old, and I thought, oh, only up from here. Nope. Done. <laughs> Stopped growing in general. Completely. That's amazing. I'll go back one day, I swear. You should. It's always going to be there. Yeah. Broadway will never go anywhere. No, I, I love uh, what Dove Cameron is doing. She's like an awesome like theater, also in movies, also in Disney type of... It's 2019. You can okay. do whatever you want. Exactly. Exactly. Sky's the limit. So if your house never caught on fire... You wouldn't be here. Yes, exactly. It was a happy accident. Not happy at all, actually. Scratch that. It was a it was a beauty out of tragedy. Like a phoenix, you rose from the ashes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Literally. Oh my- <laughs> we have a terrible story of that night that I only found out recently. What is it? Is it gonna be is it gonna make me cry? It's just about how my dad is a firefighter and he was working that night. And he actually got called in to put out his own house fire. Oh. Yeah. Really? It's, it's, to me, it's funny because it's past, like, so many years have passed. And I'm like, no one died. But, but to people who have just heard this recently, like, we lost everything. But he got called to But they called him to deal with his I'm, own problem. I'm one of those that laughs at, in any uncomfortable situation, though. Like, I get it. Your grandma died, and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seems like a nice lady. So sad. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I would be. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Isabella, 
You called yourself Bella. Is that like, is that your nickname? Um, I don't, you know what though? I think I do identify as a Bella. I think, yeah. Wait, what does it mean to you to play Dora? Uh, who? Uh, well, this is a big question. She's a cultural icon. She is. She is. And the reaction to the movie was much bigger than I anticipated, for sure. Like, well, okay, the budget kept getting bigger as we were filming it. Like, they were like, all right, now we're going to add a green screen. Now the whole jungle is going to be green screen. Just kidding. We're going to be in the jungle. Or, like, you're going to do all your stunts. Or, wow. It was just, it was crazy. Like, the amount of effort and work that came into this movie that went into it. And it was a, it was a great time. I mean, like, it was much bigger than the original show, though. It, uh, they, they took it and they made it. 3D, right? Yeah. So, like, Dora had a backstory. It was, like, an origin story. And then also 10 years into the future story. So, it was dope. Like, I grew up with Dora, but you know? Is there pressure to take on a role as culturally defining and shaping as Dora? Because I know it might be, like, a little crazy to say, but, like, Dora the Explorer really changed the way America and the next generation viewed people of who spoke Spanish, right? Yeah, And, and she viewed was... people from Latin descent. Like, it changed... Really changed the original, a lot. yeah. She was iconic for sure. I mean, it it was, uh, yeah. It it in a way though, it, it felt right because uh, people called me Dora growing up. <laughs> I had the haircut and I looked just like her, so it felt right. It was, uh, it felt natural. I'm also quite energetic and just happy in general all the time, so it wasn't that hard to like channel that either. And uh, I would call myself an OG fan, right? I watched all different versions of Dora, you know, when she's older. Yeah. She goes to the city. Yes. It was that version. <laughs> I watched Diego. Uh, Di- go, Diego, go. With JT Austin? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know there's two different Doras? Caitlin Sanchez and then somebody else. Fatima. Fatima was, I love Fatima. She, yeah. Very special girl. Yeah. She's very smart. Yeah. Like she gives very big speeches and stuff. Very fancy. <laughs> yeah. Um. She's wild, but like there is something to Dora and what Dora represents that is, I don't know, it's so much bigger than everybody. But do, do you feel that response, like creating organically in Spanglish? I know that that's like what comes artistically natural to you, mm-hmm. but that does a lot of good in terms of cultures coming together and music being bigger than anything else. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, there is this whole untouched side of. Music that addresses this whole untouched culture of mixed kids growing up in the states of immigrant parents. Yeah. And, I mean, some people actually speak Spanglish. It's a it's a real thing. Like, they don't know enough English. They don't know enough Spanish. And this Spanglish is their language. And um, respect to them, honestly. I think, like, I had an identity crisis growing up because raised by white dad, Hispanic mom. And so... Uh, it was just, and Spanish is my first language, but I grew up in Cleveland where no one really speaks Spanish. So it was, it was just, it was a whole identity crisis of its own. And, and a lot of kids can relate to that. I mean, the kid who played Diego and Dora, Jeffrey Wahlberg, he was, um, he's Dominican, half Dominican. So he also, we had the same issues and it's like, people like to tell you, oh, you're not Hispanic enough or, oh, you're not like american enough and there's all these there's all these these special things that you deal with as a as a uh, mixed kid so i feel like i mean i feel as though i'm kind of making my music for them in a way so maybe they'll have somebody to relate to uh i i really love my culture in peru like 
I've read books about it. I went to school there and I visit there every year. And like my grandparents actually speak Quechua, which is a dying language, uh, but it's native to um, Peru. And so it's really dope to hear them speak it. Uh, my grandpa actually, he uh, he only knows dirty jokes in Quechua, <laughs> but like he knows something. Yeah. Um, and then my grandma actually speaks way better than him, but which is funny because she lives in Jersey now. Uh, <laughs> Dude. So that's cool. Jersey pride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love New Jersey. <laughs> I saw people online saying you were too pretty to play Dora. Thank you. <laughs> you know, people from my hometown. They be saying, like, the moms of my friends, they be saying I got a nose job and, like, cheek fillers. And I'm also very flattered. Like, the I moms, do- The moms <laughs> of your friends. Like, what the f***? <laughs> catty 40-year-old women. I, they're the, the cattiest. What are you talking about? They're jealous that their kid is not you. I mean, look, they could also get their kid a nose job and cheek injections. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I, mine were free. Yeah. Natural. <laughs> no, I'm just my mom though. She has the strongest, prominent like facial features because she's like Peruvian, Peruvian. So I think that's where I got it from. You're blessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyone. T- anytime someone calls me like like pretty or something like that, like what you just said, I get so uncomfortable because I did nothing to do this. So I just go like, thanks. It's my mom. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank my mom. Zero work has they, gone into it's this. It's just weird. It's just awkward. Like, why would you compliment someone on something that they actually did nothing to achieve, you know? I totally get it. It's to- just weird. But by the way, like, addressing that question will essentially change the way we, we address and look at beauty as a whole, right? Like, why are we complimenting somebody for the way they look? Like, good job. You popped out the womb like that like yeah. you were blessed with good genes <laughs> yeah i guess you won the lottery and had good looking parents congratulations <laughs> did it take you yeah. a while to master hola soy dora no but it sounds like you want me to do it oh my god yeah but like <laughs> i i only ask because i've heard every other dora do it and now i'm very fascinated that's her line right hola soy dora yeah it's um i'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, look away <laughs> Okay, I'm still on the fact that you were a Nickelodeon, too. Oh, yes. Dude, we probably know many... Of the same people. Do you know uh, Seema's? (laughs) Yeah. Seema, Russell Hicks is probably a little bit before your time, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. A little Um, bit. Paula Kaplan, she Mm -hmm. might have been before your time, too. No, no, I know Paula Kaplan. Uh. Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) You name them, I know them. (laughs) They might not say they know me. (laughs) Hola, soy Dora. Oh Yo, God. that was great. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> standing ovation. I, I never stand and clap in clapping. Is it hot in here? <laughs> it's so warm in that, here. I think I got nervous saying that. That was so fucking good. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Uh, I don't know. We can't do anything better after that. Did that take a lot of practice? How many times do you have to say that until you got it right? Um... I think by the end of the movie, I think I aced it. By the end of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> For the movie, though, I had to make my voice so much higher. It got so tiring. Like, every single scene. And I was working on the movie for, like, four months. And every day, I'd have to be like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, <laughs> But see, that's the one thing they wanted to keep true, is that voice. Yeah, I had to keep it consistent. Same, same range, same key. But is it hard to show emotion when the range is so tight? And well, she's so upbeat? Well, not well. It was more like I was in the mindset of a little kid. Yeah. So even when Dora was sad or something, it wasn't that she was sad or mad. 
it was like, I'm confused as to why I'm having these feelings. So it was, it was like, I don't know how to process this right now. I think I'm hurt. I think this is, you know, it was more, it was more like that. How do you get into the mindset of a child? <laughs> well, I mean, let's see. When I filmed it, I was like 16. So it wasn't that long before that that I was oh. playing like imaginary games and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I it's so. like, I don't know. How do you get in the mindset of a child? But do you come up with that character profile of her? Or does somebody say, like, Dora is a child? You should play it like this. Mm, I think I did. I think I think I did. Like, I, I, for me, when I read the script, I thought it was clear as day that Dora was, like, Buddy the Elf. <laughs> you I know? She was, like, definitely fully grown. Like, almost a woman. But still... A kid. A kid inside. Because all she had known was the jungle. All she had known was, like, her monkey friend. And her, her backpack map. Her map. and map. Yeah. So it's like she didn't actually have a phone out there. She had a like a like a satellite phone and then she didn't have social media. So it's like she wasn't really, you know, turned into a functioning member of society. She was still a little explorer. Yeah. I love this deep dive into who Dora is oh, and her motivation. On and on. Like the source of like her also refusal of the real world and how it works comes from her parents and how they homeschooled her. And yeah, but like, she's secluded in a jungle. She's secluded in a jungle, exactly. Her parents realize too late, though. They're like, oh, now we got to make sure she's okay in the real yeah, world. But do they even know that she's ushered in and taught an entire generation of people about a whole language and culture and lifestyle? They don't know. It's only Dora. Shut Dora, what? They don't know. These parents are crazy. Yeah. Are there going to be more Dora movies? <laughs> Evil and Corey <laughs> and Michael Pena. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know. Hopefully. 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 Yeah, I just got to work on my <clears throat> my voice. Hopefully I don't hit puberty before then. Oh, they'll replace you. <laughs> no, they, they tend to replace those doors once they hit a certain age. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I, I know I'm right. It's, yeah. It makes it that much worse. <laughs> Isabella? Same with the Nickelodeon kids, though. Oh, they yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, to a certain degree, I do get it. I don't not get it. Well, uh, we'll, we'll take that out. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk later. Just cut yes. the camera. Isabella, I think I have one more question. Okay. okay. <laughs> Said I don't think we're done here. What are you What are you singing about on this upcoming EP? Like, oh. what What are you writing about? Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's less I think about the story because I wanted to save like an actual story and chronological order for my first album mm -hmm. so this one is more about the sound mm. uh i mean each song has its own story and each song has like its own vibe but it's mostly about it's mostly about finding my sound and finding a consistency and my fans finding me and like being like hey i i i, I can rock with this like this is actually really really my sound so um it's also about the spanglish thing and like showing people that like it comes naturally to me. It doesn't sound forced. It's not forced. Like, there wasn't some studio person going, like, you have to do this because it appeals to both markets. It's just... If anything, of... it was somebody telling you the opposite. Yeah, definitely. It was... Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You're listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, definitely. And I'm excited for my first album, though, but I'm also, like, really excited for the videos. I uh, mm. have some really great ideas in mind. I want them to be trippy, mm. for sure, and definitely tell a story, so... Is there a date for the EP? Not yet, but definitely top of the year next year. Cool. So, yeah. Is it done? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm just putting some final touches. I, I want to get like a live 
band in there to play over the songs, like simple version. I'm going to take the songs, strip them down, have the band play over them. And this is like a Peruvian band. So they use Peruvian instruments like the Kenya. They yeah. use the charango. They use like, um, uh, I mean, Peruvian guitars, like, span- like technically Spanish guitars, but like they- they're playing over it and just making it sound more authentic. We can take pieces of that. We can distort the sound and then add them onto it just to make it sound um, more influenced by Peru. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Are you working on the album at the same time, or are you doing the EP, then the album? Uh, ooh, uh, I definitely would have to... I think as soon as my EP comes out, I'm going to start working on the album. I mean, I'll be working on the album while I'm filming, for sure. Um, I'm going in, like, two weeks, I think, uh, to start filming. But I guess I'm just going to pull a Haley Steinfeld and do as much as I can simultaneously. What are you filming next? I'm filming this Netflix movie with uh, Jason Momoa. Ah, Sweet Girl. Interesting. Yeah, it's called Sweet Girl. And uh, that'll be, I don't know how they're going to fit us into the same shot. (laughs) I don't. I think I'll be on an Apple box like the whole time, I think, because he's so damn like tall. You've been waiting for this. You can't outgrow this role. I can't outgrow this role. It's going to be such a fun role. I wish I could say something, but there's just. Things that I can't give away. Well, unless you don't want to see the movie, then I can tell you all about it. Well, I know that he's going to be looking for you and his the people. He's protecting you, but looking after the people who are responsible for his wife's death. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what it's about. So, but yeah, but that's not the plot twist, though. Uh, but oh, are you much, the one who killed your own mother? That's a thought. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but no. Uh, Jason actually, he like texted me the other day, Whoa, look which at was you. weird. Aquaman. It was a weird moment. Uh, I think the only actual celebrity that I have on my phone is like Eva Longoria. So I was like, oh, oh my God, there's my second celebrity on my phone. I have to add it soon. And, um, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, uh, aloha. And then he just said some other Hawaiian words. He was like, mahalo something. Uh, Ohana and stuff like that. He called you family, and I only know <laughs> so that from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Ohana means family. That was a pretty good stitch. I'm trying, but I also got like an actual air bubble stuck in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. I'll send you screenshots oh, please. of the rest of the conversation. Well, I, I, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I'd give you my phone number, but I don't want to be the third celebrity that's You're in your the, phone. Don't even start. What are you talking about? Do I have to have the show at the end of your contact, though? Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't text on behalf of everybody here. I, I barely text, to be honest with so you. So Zach saying and show. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Zach saying show. My, my legal name is Zach saying show, actually. Zach, <laughs> Zach saying show. Zach saying show. Hello. <laughs> Isabella Merced. Oh, no, I do have one more question. Daniel. <laughs> I, look at the time. I know, but you this t- is... You talk most of the time. Let him... Like, yeah, you t- thank this you. This whole I, interview, I, you were talking. I appreciate that. This is my <laughs> last question. If you had a long-term boyfriend and he wanted you to call him Poppy, would you do it? No, dumb question? Maybe I'd be like... Bad <laughs> <laughs> <Sad> question? <laughs> I just, I think it's like some people, it's their style. I just don't think it's my, my term of endearment. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. What would I call him? Papiana? (laughs) (laughs) Call him Puppy. Puppy. Hello. Mm -mm. I don't like where this is going. (laughs) Well, uh, Dan, do you have any recommendations for her? No, no, that's for her to decide. I was just asking. Okay. uh, We'll think about that in the future. I'll get back to you. Cool. 
Well, uh, <laughs> this is Merced. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.